This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. When it's time to go, all one can take with him is what he has given away. Valeria Tejas interviews Dr. Jane Greer, the author of The Afterlife Connection. A therapist reveals how to communicate with departed loved ones. Dr. Jane Greer is a marriage and family therapist, sex expert, author, radio host, and creator of the popular celebrity sex and relationship commentary, Shrink Wrap on what we can learn from the trials and triumphs of celebrity relationships seen in Psychology Today, Cupid's Pulse, and on air at Celebrity Page. Through her media collaborations and expert insights, Dr. Greer is recognized as a leading national expert in sex, love, and relationships. Dr. Greer's Doctor on Call Radio Hour features conversations on life, love, and relationships with authors, bloggers, journalists, comedians, actors, directors, producers, relationship experts, and more. Her popular show, Let's Talk Sex, features cutting-edge conversations on sex and intimacy. Dr. Greer has appeared on many popular television shows offering relationship advice, including Oprah, The Today Show, The Early Show, CBS News, CNN News, Anderson Cooper 360, Dateline NBC 2020, Good Day New York, and The View. Dr. Greer was a contributing editor for Red Book Magazine, where she also wrote the Let's Talk About Sex column. Look for Jane on MyRegistry.com. Meet Dr. Jane at DrJaneGreer.com. Here is the interview with Dr. Jane Greer. In your own words, who is Dr. Jane Greer? Uh, Dr. Jane Greer, being me, is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a psychotherapist, an author, a radio host of the Doctor on Call show, which features Let's Talk Sex, uh, Pop Psych, and Shrink Wrap on Call, a blogger, and most of all, a healer. My second official question to you is life. What is life to you, Dr. Jane? I think life is about love and sharing love and spreading love and loving and being loved and caring and supporting and um, taking care of yourself and others. What do you think is the opposite of life? Is there such a thing? Well, I... For me, I would call that the afterlife. I don't think there's, I don't, I don't think death is the end of life. I think it is the new beginning of living afterlife. So, 
that would be the opposite for me. Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be the opposite. It would be a continuation. And death, the death of the physical body, what is the meaning of that to you? Well, I think that's when our energy and our soul transition and transcend to a higher plane and a higher vibrational level and leave our physical container, if you will, to be a freer spirit. And um, speaking of losing the body and also change, transformation, 2020 has been one of these um, amazing times. So my question is, what insights have you gained from the events in 2020? I think 2020 has been um, a real lesson for people in their own invincibility, in their own inner resilience, in their own stamina, in finding courage and finding new ways of coping and new ways of living the life they've always known and never really had to think about certain things. And so I think it's been uh, an opportunity to learn and to grow and to discover, to find ways to be with people previously that you would not. I think it's opened up tremendous avenues of loss and tremendous avenues of gain in so many ways. Um, Opportunity for gratitude and opportunity, well, not opportunity, but the reality of, of bereavement and sadness. It's just been been a real game changer year let's put it that way there is something that you said in your book turning grief or pain into something that is positive growth promoting and healing that was your experience with pain so how do we learn to do that well you said it Valeria we learn and it is not an easy lesson by any means and it's a very individual lesson. It's very uniquely tailored to your own, each and everybody's personal experience of what they're going through. But I think it happens by being tender with oneself, not giving yourself a timeline or a marker for when you're going to get through your grief. I don't think we ever get over grief. We get on with it. And getting on means carrying on with our life. And the thing about grief is Uh, Unlike depression, when people fall into a depression and and really struggle just to manage their life and and go about their day-to-day activities, with grief, we are okay and we're functioning and we're doing what we need to do and we're, we're carrying on and then all of a sudden it's like a tsunami. It just washes over you and you feel like you're, it's like somebody reset the dial and you're starting right at the baseline all over again. It, you just keep going back to that anguish and pain of your loss. And that that really can prevail for people. There is, there's no shelf life to it. You know, I've had people in my office, they've lost a mother, a father, a loved one 20 years ago. And, of course, you know, 20 years later after somebody that we love has passed, we've learned to not only accept it but to live with their physical absence in our lives. And yet they'll be sitting in my office, and as they start to talk about their loved one, the um, power of that grief and emotion just floods them. You know, and there's that tidal wave. And, you know, so a lot of times people will say, I thought I was over this. And I will say, there's no over it. You got on with it. Yes, you got on with your life. But this was, be it your mother, your father, this was somebody very dear to you. And, that, and that'll always be a pain for you in terms of they're not 
being here to share in the here and now in a physical world. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to me, uh, though I never had the experience of losing anyone close to me. Knowing that everything's connected, so that makes sense. That part of us just, um, it's not there anymore in a way. It is there, but in a different way, in a transformed way. I did lose somebody, but it was not that close. In your case, I know I'll be asking you questions in a moment about your mother, Helen, but that's a different, yeah, that's a very profound relationship, connection. I can only imagine what you went through. It, it you know, it, it was really something because I never expected my mom to pass at the age that she did. My grandmother had lived to 95 and my great aunt had lived to 94. My mom was only 77 at the time. And I remember, honest to goodness, this is how life is. You can never plan for anything. I remember thinking, well, thank God I'll have my mom for at least 25 more years, 20, 25 more years. I thought it was a shoo-in. And within a week of that, she was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor, and within seven months, she was gone. And so right out of the gate, I learned you can't count on anything. Life just throws you um, hardballs, and you, and you don't have a mitt to catch them. And so being able to navigate the, the, the trauma of her suddenly dying so young and so quickly, she'd never been ill to my knowledge, a day in her life, and, and, and all of a sudden, this was it. It wasn't like, you know, an illness and you recovered. This was it, over and out. So um, what led me to write the book was really making her promise to me that she would find a way to stay connected with me once she passed on. And I, and I didn't even know the magnitude, Valeria, of what I was asking her. I remember saying, Mom, you have to promise me that you will stay connected to me. And she looked at me like I was, what are you talking about? And I said, no, I'm not kidding. You have to promise me that you're going to stay connected to me. And she looked me in the eyes and she said, I will. I do. Right. And only because I have a very dear friend, a celebrity psychic Maria Papapetros, who had taught me about afterlife connection. Her son, Randy, had passed in an early age and he has remained in such close contact with her, giving her so much of her information from the other side. That's how I knew to ask my mom to stay connected. And I honestly had no idea what it would look like or how it would manifest. And right after she passed, I started to get these signs. And, uh, you know, I thought, oh, no, I'm making it up. This can't be. And I started to write them all down. And because of that, that's how it led to my writing the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have lots of questions for you here about the signs. That would be interesting for us to know how to uh, receive them. It's actually being open, right, Dr. Jane, to receive right. those signs. You know, a lot of times people are afraid of them yeah. or they, yeah. they view death. Death is it. Like you said earlier, It's when it's over, it's over. When you're open to them, what I teach in the book is to actually ask a loved one for a sign and say to them, please give me a sign that I know that you're here with me, light a candle and thank them in advance. And my, my dearest friend, her dad had passed away when she was 18 years old. And I had said, did you ever get a sign from your father? And she said, no. I said, well, why don't you ask him for a sign? So she did. She lit the candle. She asked him for a sign. And that night, the picture that she kept on her shelf over the bed fell off and hit her in the head of him 
<laughs> you know. Wow. So for me, um, one of the sides that was unmistakable was the song La Vie en Rose. I could never remember how it started. I would always like go, oh, how does this song start? And I'd always say, Mom, how does La Vie en Rose start? And she would go, da, 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 da. And then I would remember. I, oh, and, and, uh, every time I would say, Mom, how does La Vie en Rose go? Okay, fine. I started to hear La Vie en Rose in the most remarkable places, under the most remarkable situations. For example, I was walking out of a restaurant one night, and as I walked past the piano player, he broke into playing La Vie en Rose. And I came back and I said, what made you do that? He said, I don't know. I felt I had to play it when you walked past me. I've walked, I'll, I'd be outside, and I'd say, oh, I'm just going to pop into the store real fast, like impulsively. And I'd pop into the store, and there would be La Vie en Rose playing. Or all of a sudden, I'd say, I'm going to turn on the radio. And at that moment, there would be La Vie en Rose playing. I had so many occasions of La Vie en Rose being played and coming up at inexplicable times. And those were some of the signs that I started to write down. And eventually, I mean, I have, I have a very specific language with my mom. She talks to me in um, tiger swallowtail butterflies. She talks to me in rabbits. She talks to me in all kinds of things. And by the way, when people get signs, they get them through rainbows, they get them through bugs, through flies, through birds, they get them through nature, but they also come through energy. So things, things that are annoying or problematic, your computer stops working, your TV goes on the blink, your phone doesn't work, the car gets stalled, things that you would ordinarily get annoyed about are actually your loved ones coming through with a very specific message. And here's an example. One day I was blowing my hair dry and I said out loud to my mother, you know, mom, it's a good thing I know that when some of these annoying things happen, it's you because otherwise it would be very aggravating. <laughs> Within one second, my hair blower, all the heat left it and it just started blowing cold air. And I started laughing. I said, you have to be kidding. But, but the point is, is that I tell people, look for them, because she was telling me to chill, just chill out, you know, yeah. so what if I'm breaking things? Yeah. I, I say to people, you know, if, if the TV is going on static, there's a message. If the thermostat isn't working, are they telling you, you know, hotten things up, cool things off, things are too hot to handle? They give you messages all the time. And so rather than getting aggravated, annoyed, irritated at things not working, take a moment and reflect on, huh, the, what might they be telling me? Because they come through energetically and they grab our attention. So you want to pay attention. So being open and paying attention and not being afraid. I think the first exactly. step is losing that fear, right? Exactly. That, that's the most important thing. And you start to see, it, it, people will say to me, I haven't had a sign for 15 years, 10 years, is it too, is it too late? It's never too late to feel their connection. And a lot of times people will say, um, for example, my, a friend, my friend recently passed away, and my dearest friend, and her husband is in lighting, and he's in television lighting. And he had said to me, I haven't had a sign from her. And then he proceeds to tell me that over the um, dinner table where she always would use to cook the family dinner, all the lights went out. And I said, 
that was her. She's talking to you in your language. You do lighting. And then he, re- he realized, he said, you know, I tried to change two light bulbs out in the back, and they just wouldn't work. And I said, because that's how she talks to you. My mother, my father tried to rewire the lighting in, his, in the kitchen where they were for about 10 years. He had that kitchen lighting rewired four times. The only time all the lights would go on and stay on was when my husband and I would come down to visit in Florida. The rest of the time, the lights would blink on and off or go off. Yeah, I mean, he, and I just said, you know, she's happy. She's, she's letting you know she's still with you. And you might as well save your money and stop doing the rewiring at this point. <laughs> so it comes in different ways. It's not the way we expect it to come, those signs, right, Dr. Jane? Well said, exactly. Yeah. You know, you really, you want to be open to receiving the sign and you want to be open to the way you're going to get the message. It's not, like I had, I have this example in my book, this one gal, she said, I never got a message from my mother. Her mother had been living in a nursing home and when she passed away, she took the plant that was in the home and she took it to her house. And for like four or five years, she and her mother had been not talking towards the end and for Four years, she kept watering the plant. The plant never bloomed. And then finally, on the fifth year, the plant bloomed with like six or seven buds. And I said to her, by the way, what kind of a plant is it? And without even hesitating, she said, oh, it's a mum plant. I said, excuse me? It's a mum plant as your mum? She said, oh, my goodness. She had worked through forgiving her mother, understanding the relationship towards the end. And as she let go of some of the anger and that energy shifted, her mother came through in her mum plant. My husband, he lost his sister, I think 30 years ago, or close to that. And now he has shown um, interest in communicating with her. And I was wondering if, what about if she's already in a new body, if she's already came back, is that still possible? You know, that's a very fascinating question about uh, reincarnation and how we come back. I I still think, even if she's come back in a new form, that some of her energy is still um, loose and on another level and available to continue to connect with and and for him to to reach out to and bond with. And I, I I don't think it's ever, as I said earlier, I don't think it's ever too late. I think... Our loved ones want to be there, and they want to let us know that they are there. And particularly, Valeria, during this time of COVID, when so many of us are going through so much loss, I just feel my message and my book is such a um, such a vital way to survive. I mean, I know for myself, I don't think I ever would have survived losing my mother if I didn't have this continuing, ongoing conversation. And, and by the way. When I wrote this book, I was already scheduled to, I was uh, writing a column, uh, Let's Talk Sex, for Red Book Magazine, and I was scheduled to write a book on sex. And I was talking with my editor, telling her all these extraordinary signs that I was getting from my mother. The butterf- my mother's sign is a tiger swallowtail butterfly. It's the yellow butterfly with the black trim. And I was seeing it in the most uncanny places, on trucks in the city. I mean, just unbelievable. And then I come to find out that her nickname was Tiger when she played bridge. (laughs) So she not only manifested as this particular butterfly, but as her namesake in any event. If not for these signs, and I was telling this to my editor, and she said, you know, 
Jane, you should really write a book on this. You should help people so that they can connect with their loved ones and bridge that, that heartache and that canyon of grief that we all fall into. And so midway, I changed. I stopped writing the other book, and I started to write The Afterlife Connection. And I have to say, um, you know, a lot of times when the book came out, people said, in my field, oh, you know, don't you feel like you're a little woo-woo and you're doing all this like woo-woo spiritual stuff and you're, you know, I was psychoanalytically trained. I, I have, uh, you know, post-masters in psychoanalytic psychotherapy. I'm licensed as a marriage and family therapist. I, you know, this was really off the beaten path from my clinical training, but it was so um, encompassing and empowering and phenomenal for me personally, that I really felt I've got to share this with people. And particularly, as I say now, with so many people dying precipitously because of this horrific virus, you, you know, you're, you're living your life and all of a sudden you're, somebody dear to you has COVID and four weeks later they're gone. I talk about shell shock to your system. So, you know, for anybody out there who is grieving or dealing with the heartache and heartbreak and, and anguish and torment of their loved one being gone, to know that it's in physical form that they are gone. But if you read The Afterlife Connection and learn, just recognize the signs so that when your loved ones are there, you can recognize them and say hello and welcome them. And so that you can understand the messages that they're giving you. And so that you can know that they, they've only left in physical form, their energy, their loving energy remains with you. And most importantly, Valeria, this is true no matter what kind of relationship you had. You may have had a, an abusive relationship. You may have not spoken to a parent or a loved one. There may have been estrangement in, at any point in time in the relationship. With that being said, when they transition and are no longer within their physical bodies, their energy does move through to a higher level and they do come through in loving, healing ways. And I've seen this with so many people that I've worked with and my patients that, you know, they were, they were angry with a mother or a father who was abusive and suddenly they are finding that they are being protected spiritually and emotionally by that person, by that mother, father, you know, sibling, husband. And I wonder if you integrate that spiritual component to the um, marriage and family therapy. And also, you're a sex expert. So how do you integrate that, Dr. Jane? Well, that's a great question. And in fact, to, to be honest, I do. Because I am so open to the, um, the realm of beyond our, our loved ones coming through. And so, as I mentioned earlier, I work with Maria Papapetros. Um, and over the years, we've referred uh, many people to each other. I encourage my patients to reach out, to learn um, what their loved one is there telling them, how their loved one is guiding them, what options are available to them. And she will refer to me when she sees the options and say, you know, people need to learn how to deal with literally the mechanics of interacting, of getting along, of 
fighting fairly, of handling their anger, of being proactive, of taking care of themselves. So we work collaboratively, and um, as a result, uh, it's been a way that I've integrated the spirituality and you know the, the incredible afterlife in my practice. I mean, many of the people that I work with see her and, and work with um, you know, spirituality. Talk to me for a moment about the uh, dream visits. Oh, gosh. Um, Those are remarkable because when you have a dream visit, you feel completely with the person you love and you feel that they're alive. And the the, uh, marker of a dream visit is that people say one of the two things. Either they say, you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you're not dead, dream, or you're still alive. Yeah. And in the dream, it's not that you're dreaming about them. You're with them. It is so visceral. It is so, um, it, it, it's like it goes through your, your soul, your body. The energy is incredible. And you are with that loved one. And it, the dream visits are so fortifying and um, such comfort for your heart and soul. And I must tell you, when I was writing my book, I had written down all the dream visits and all the signs because I would have forgotten them. I mean, there were just so many. So I'm writing this one dream visit down that I had with my mother. And, and at the end of the dream, I had written down, she literally said to me, take the human exit. And I did not realize the magnitude of that when I wrote it. But when I read it later on, I said, oh, my God, take the human exit. Well, I was, in, I was in the spiritual realm, and she was telling me to go back to the, to the physical plane, the human exit. I couldn't believe it. Mm, yeah. And speaking about not believing, why do so many of us don't believe that we are spiritual? Yeah, well, I think people, as I said before, it's frightening. Yeah. They, it's, it's unknown you know, you're opening the door to the other side. You don't know. They're afraid of a negative sign. They're afraid of not getting a sign, that if they ask for a sign and they don't get a sign, does that mean their loved one doesn't love them? Um, So, you know, like everything in life, Valeria, our fears interfere, and they get in the way, and they hold us back. And, you know, if if you can just accept your fear and say... I'm going to try it anyway. I've got nothing to lose right. and everything to gain. And right. when I say that, I mean you've already dealt with the most tremendous loss. So anything you try is, is going to be a gain. In your book, you mentioned hypnosis and meditation as yes. techniques for opening the mind to greater psychic and spiritual awareness. Talk to me about these two techniques. Well, they're very similar. Hypnosis is more focused with a specific prescription to change a targeted behavior, um, whereas meditation is just calming the mind and stilling the body. And yet to, to meditate or to go into self-hypnosis and or hypnosis, the techniques are very often the same. It's, it's, um, a, it's a deep relaxation technique where you focus your energy, concentrate your mindful awareness on different parts of your body and let your body relax. There are different meditation techniques to just focus on 
nothing or on a sound or on um, one particular spot. But all of these are to basically occupy your conscious mind so that you access the unconscious energy. And when you do that, when you're opening, when you're pushing aside your conscious mind, you're pushing aside. It's like, did you ever see coffee when you heat it too much and there's a layer of skim on the top and you have to pull it off? Yeah, Yeah. that's what (laughs) hypnosis and meditation is like to the mind. You, You get that that layer which just clogs your access to unconscious energy and creativity and spiritual energy. And when you push that aside, you're able to connect and bond in a very different way. So I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But before that, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Uh, You know, I, I don't have the book at hand. To, to read from it, otherwise I would, but I, I really just want to say that I think for anybody out there who is going through a loss, I have found immediately when I meet anybody who tells me that they're dealing with a loss, I automatically encourage them to read my book. And I have been so um, genuinely touched and grateful that the book has been such a force of nature and so powerfully healing for so many people. And, you know, it's, it's also so validating because I think a lot of times people, their instinct is that their loved one is with them or they, they think they're getting signs, but they really don't know. And so to read the afterlife connection and to have some clarity as to what to look for and what to do with it and how to broaden it and how to augment that for yourself. It's so validating. And, you know, so many of the emails that that people would write into me, they almost always in the title would say, I know this sounds crazy, but that was one. And then the other defining one was, I got goosebumps. So if you are telling somebody a sign and saying, God, I know this sounds crazy, but, or, you're getting goosebumps, you know you're dealing with spirit. I mean, here's another one that I love. Uh, uh, an old patient of mine, she had, was, had moved in after her dad passed to help her mom, who was older, and uh, take care of things. And then she said, I can't live with my mother forever. So she put in place a health care worker to come, but the mother, needless to say, did not want a health care worker. She wanted her daughter to stay there. And I said, look, a- ask your dad for some support. So she drives out to the cemetery and she parks the car and she goes out and she talks to her father and she says, look, I don't want to feel guilty that, you know, that I'm leaving and I, I please should give me a sign that I know you support me. She gets back in the car, turns on the radio and Fleetwood Mac comes on singing, you can go your own way. <laughs> I, could, I could talk for two more hours with the amazing, extraordinary, incredible signs that people receive and particularly even the non-believers, people who didn't know to ask, people who were afraid to ask, people who ultimately had faith that there is a bond, that they can stay connected with their loved ones. So I would just encourage anybody listening, if you have any pain and heartache from losing a loved one, read the book. And also, what I found helpful was... Like I said to my mother before she passed, promise me you'll, you'll give me a sign. 
people have told me that they've worked out signs with a loved one or they've started to talk to their loved one who is, you know, who's ill and dealing with a terminal illness about the ways they will connect. And they found that very, very, very um, empowering. And it is empowering. Thank you for what you do, Dr. Jane. It is uh, a work of compassion. That's the word that comes to mind. Uh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me share the wonder of afterlife connection and spirituality. And uh, I hope it helps anybody out there who's going through what I went through and certainly have dealt with with other significant others that I've lost along the way and anybody who's dealing with their own pain to, to find some heart help. The title of your book is The Afterlife Connection. A therapist reviews how to communicate with departed loved ones. So I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions, two more questions. If you knew you would lose the body soon, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Uh, me personally, no. Yeah. I would do everything that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah. think many people feel that they're not able to do the things that they want to do or they, they've put other things or other people ahead of being able to to do what they want. Um, I've, I have uh, tremendous gratitude for being able to do the work that I do and have the personal life that I have. And I would just continue to do exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that answer. <laughs> Thank and you. The last question is, what are three things about life that you know for sure as of this moment? Three things that I know for sure. Yeah. Um, humor makes it mm -hmm. the only way to survive. Love makes it the only way to survive. Mm -hmm. And um, staying healthy as much as one can, taking care of yourself and those that you love. Uh, I know that, that without your health, all the money in the world is not going to amount to a can of beans. Without love, all the money in the world isn't going to amount to a can of beans. And without humor you're just not going to find the joy and the splendor that living affords us all. Thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom for the uh, compassionate work you do and everything else in between. I love your presence too. Thank you. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you for having me. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Wonderful. If you go to www.drjanegreer.com, my website has all my books. I've written five. Uh, what About Me? Stop Selfishness from Ruining Your Relationship. How Could You Do This to Me? Learning to Trust After Betrayal. Um, adult Sibling Rivalry. And a book on gridlock when you're stuck in life, finding the courage to move on in love, work, and life. All of those books are on my website. I blog for Psychology Today on shrink wrap. I look at the celebrities and what we can learn from the trials and triumphs of celebrity relationships. And I have many, many, many blogs there um, that can be accessed as well as on Psychology Today. And of course, you can listen to archive segments of my radio show, The Doctor on Call Hour, and you can tune into that every Wednesday, the first Wednesday in each month at um, 11 a.m. Eastern and, no, let's see, Eastern and Pacific. 8 a.m. Pacific, and that's at healthylife.net, 
HealthyLife.net. And this and more are all featured on my website. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Jane Greer and her work, please visit drjanegreer.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.